the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Minneapolis, fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. French President Emmanuel Macron is pushing for a strong joint European military as he hosts international events. Marking the 100th anniversary of the end of World War I, Macron explained his call for a European military force to protect the continent from Russia, China, and the United States. I do share President Trump's view that we need a much better burden sharing within NATO. And, and that's why I do believe that my proposals for um, European defense are totally consistent with that. In California, CAL FIRE Battalion Chief Josh Bischoff says a number of rescues were successfully carried out on Friday in the Camp Fire area. We had numerous rescues today. Uh, while actively engaged in firefighting in the Big Bend area, we had to use helicopters to rescue five people who are... Tragically, at least nine people are known to have lost their lives. It's expected the death toll will rise. This is SRN News. How do, thus far, this year's midterms compare to... With the midterm elections in the rearview mirror, it's time for some real fun. Whether you're laughing off the loss in the House or celebrating a majority Senate, there's something for everyone at Triple Espresso, a family-friendly night of comedy. This Thursday at the Park Square Theater in downtown St. Paul. Reserve your seat today at am1280thepatriot.com. Click on the clean comedy banner. Supported by Union Gospel Mission. WWTC Radio here, the Patriot. Andrew speaking. Today we're going to have a high of 23. Tonight we're going to have a low of 21. The likelihood of snow throughout the day is there, but it's not guaranteed. Throughout the week we're going to be having highs of 28s, sometimes 30s, lows of teens. Now this Thursday we're going to be having the Triple Espresso Comedy Night over at the Park Square Theater in downtown St. Paul. Come through and have a good time. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act. Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that is making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog still, after all these years, shotsinthedark.info. The place to go for your Minnesota politics, history, music, Whatever trivia grabs me, whatever. You, you pay your tickets, you take your chances. Uh, perhaps you heard there was an election last week. We'll talk about that perhaps a little later on the broadcast. But I think if you're like me, you might just want a little vacation uh, from, uh, from 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 po- politics for at least an hour here. And take a chance to do a little bit of a light reading. Okay, this isn't light reading we're going to talk about here right now, uh, right now but we're going to take a moment for some light presentries before we get into the, uh, the, the heavy stuff. It's my pleasure to welcome... To the broadcast for the first time, uh, Allison Mann. Uh, welcome to the broadcast today. Thank you. Thanks and, for having us. And of course, your co-author, welcoming back for the first time in eight years to the broadcast. It's great to be back at AM 1280 The Patriot. That's four. 651-289-4480 <laughs> with Bada the call bang, You got it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's great to be back. Former Final Word host, uh, Michael Broadcorp joins us here. And of course, this is not just for the fun of it. We're here uh, for your new book, Hot Off the Presses, The Girls Are Gone, The True Story of Two Sisters Who Vanished, The Father Who Kept Searching, and The Adults Who Conspired to Keep the Truth Hidden. Uh, and this is about, I've been first of all I've been watching both of your coverage of this story for it seems like years now. Michael and Allison, how long have you guys been doing Missing in Minnesota, the the Facebook page and the website? Uh, I started oh, Michael. I started Missing in Minnesota in uh, July of 2016, before the start of Santa Grazini Rocky's criminal trial, and that's when I had the pleasure of meeting Allison. Was at that trial. Okay, and Allison, you were there at the trial on a professional basis. You I were was, yep. a paralegal for the plaintiff in the case. 
I believe. Uh, well, during the d- divorce case. During the divorce yes. case. Okay, fair enough. I, I'm not being a lawyer. I'm going to yes. misspeak at least once a year. So let's go back to the top of this whole story. This is the story of, uh, as as you alluded, Michael, uh, both of you, the uh, the Grazzini Rocky divorce, perhaps one of the most uh, most infamous divorces in Minnesota history, certainly since the Conlins, uh, Condons in Duluth. Uh, Michael uh, Allison, tell us a little bit about about the the how this whole story started, when, how, who the per, uh, principals were, etc. Allison, go right ahead. This goes all the way back to 2011. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like my kids grew up with this story, and in a sense, they did. <laughs> it, yes. When Sandra Grazzini Rucky asked her husband, David Rucky, mm-hmm. to get a financial divorce. Right. So a divorce on paper only was what she suggested oh, to wow. protect their finances. Right. Um, and that's where it all started. And as you know, it ended with jail time and felony charges and all kinds of things. Yeah. And and, and there's a, a, a long twisted route between the two for the initial filing and and jail time and et cetera. It started off like as just a, I mean, a financial. I wasn't even aware of that particular mm-hmm. factoid. A financial divorce, relatively, relatively amicable. It sounded like almost as these things start at the very, very, very beginning. I mean, if you can agree on finances, you can agree on anything, right? Well, you would think. Yeah. Uh, she presented Sandra Rosini Rocky presented to David Rocky that it would be a good idea to get a divorce on paper, as she called it, to protect the family's finances. Protect their money. Solely. Okay. And nothing would change. <laughs> it would just be for money. And it it didn't end up that way. So, Michael, after this initial proposal, uh, describe what happened in the case. Well, um, and we're, we're not at the point yet where no. in this in this part of the story where it's, where it's triggering to get to the news. But right. This is where Allison was work first first started okay and so 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 she initially comes in with this this purported d- d- financial divorce divorce in name well, let's call it a dino for now uh, <laughs> it, it did not turn out that way obviously it turned things turned ugly as they went forward uh the the divorce i mean at what point did things get ugly and why what, what well, where did go things go south i can tell you quickly here yes david rucky signed a piece of paper that he was told by his wife would start a financial divorce uh-huh he just signed a signature about a month later, he was in his bedroom watching TV, and suddenly there were six police officers surrounding him with guns drawn, telling him he shouldn't be in the home, that he was divorced from his wife, and he needed to get out. Oi. Yeah. That seems drastic. How on earth does that happen? First of all, signing paperwork uh, without a lawyer. Uh, rookie flub, clearly. I mean, Mr. Rocky probably needed the advice of a good attorney at that well, point. Well, I mean, and here's what, what he would tell you. Think about it. When... If you've been married for a long time, they had been married 20 years together for five before that. Wow. She simply said, I need your signature. He said, okay, how many of us do that with our spouse? I think it's pretty common. Yeah. You you sign a mortgage. You don't read the whole thing. You just turn the paper around. You sign it. You buy a car. They turn the paper around. You sign it. I don't read read my iTunes agreement. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, and uh, and on the other hand, divorce would seem to be as as comprehensive as an iTunes agreement is. A divorce, perhaps even more so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so okay. We we where we last left the, last left the story in bed, cops, yep. guns drawn. What next? So that's how David found out he was divorced, not just on paper, but in real life. He nope. had lost custody of his children. Um, he had actually signed them away. He didn't know that. He hadn't seen the document. He hadn't understood what he was signing. He thought he was starting a divorce. He was actually finishing it. Now my jaw is sitting here dropped and I not see it. and not theatrically. Now I thought I was a cynic about the family court system, and I am. But I, I, no hearings, no legal advice, no nothing. He signed a piece of paperwork that somebody had given him, and that no judge was there to say, well, perhaps the perhaps respondent should probably be heard in this case. I mean, there was does- a, there was a judge, there was a hearing, uh, there really? was what what was considered a default hearing. Sandra went in with her attorney and presented to the court that that <laughs> David Rucky had agreed to all the terms and conditions and everything else in this judgment decree and so the divorce was granted and so basically she had presented him with a marital termination agreement with a bunch of fine print saying basically you are out of luck buddy you got it now there are wow. some questions and we discuss this in the book about what David actually signed there right. was a, there was a you know and that's where Allison Allison's office gets involved, and Lisa Allen, the attorney, 
there's a they contest that initial divorce. Okay, so let's walk through that. In fact, let's we got a break coming up in about five minutes here. Let's okay. let's go through all the setup here. Let's let, let's lead up to the big uh, to the, the the big namesake of the book here shortly here. So sure, sure. he's he signs a marital termination agreement. A judge looks at it. He doesn't show up, so it's a default hearing. Sandra says, "Hey, what am I supposed to do? He's not around." Uh, the judge says, "Yeah, no problem. Bang, gavel, done." Mm-hmm. And uh, he's in the house illegally. All of a sudden, cops. Arrest, jail time, ugliness. Okay, where do we go from here? They took him out of the house. He didn't. He didn't get arrested. Okay. He, he left the house. You know, he once he realized kind of what was going on, he said, "Okay, I'll go. I'll go." And he, he called a lawyer. Yeah, you got it. He <laughs> called Lisa Elliott, and that's when David Rocky walked into our office at Elliott Law Offices, and we had the case of a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there are, and I can't listen for you right now, but a number of reasons in Minnesota why a divorce can be reopened or overturned. Right, and fraud is one of them. Yeah. And we were looking at that. So after a series of motion hearings, the divorce was reopened um, for the custody, for the property, all kinds of things. Not the marriage. The marriage remained dissolved. Right. And and probably with lots of mutual agreement at that point, I would suspect. <laughs> yes. uh, no, it's no hope of reconcilement here. Okay. So n- new case comes up. It, it goes back presumably to a trial with both parties present and represented by counsel. Um, on and off. They oh, were. Really? <laughs> I cannot assume anything about you cannot. this case. You absolutely cannot. <laughs> okay, what happened in the retrial or the the actual first trial? Well, the case was reopened, and they started with property. Yep. And at, at various points, Sandra was represented, and at other times, she represented herself. Oh, um, what could go wrong? Right. Uh, the property was first. Um, they settled that all outside of a trial. Right. And while all of that was going on, the children were being evaluated and um, guardians at litem were coming in, all kinds of stuff going on with the The kids. usual custody evaluation stuff that happens during any contested custody trial. Yes. Right. Um, and I would say on a higher level, just oh. based on cooperation. Right. Uh, the mom was not very cooperative. Really? Do tell. Uh, Sandra was not cooperative in that she didn't facilitate the children being evaluated themselves. Oh, boy. In fact, she was obstructionistic on some of the stuff where she would tell the kids not to show up, tell the kids to walk out of a room, um, not participate. And she was very good at telling the kids what they should say if they wanted to be with their mom. Okay. So this led to a ver- uh, a resolution of, I'm assuming, if I recall the case, this did not end well uh, for Ms. Grazzini Rocky, uh, the, the, the trial actually did not fare, she did not fare well, especially when the final, uh, actual judgment was made. You know, it, and there's a lot of stuff that goes on before that happened. In fact, well, feel free. We got, we got minutes here. Go ahead. <laughs> the, the children were in kind of a state of transition and Sandra was making allegations about her husband and her children were also making allegations against their dad that made the courts have to take the children from both of their parents. Oh boy. Right. So at one point, the children were with their paternal aunt. Um, but before that, they were with their maternal aunt. Okay. And so they were kind of all over the place before we even got to a custody trial. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is a, a soap opera trial. I think it's fair to say this is one of those divorces that uh, any thought of divorce in name only for a financial purpose is probably long gone by this point. I mean, th- these trials, get, oh, yeah. these, these get expensive. Okay. So, so with all that out of the way, it moves on to the custody phase of the trial with the property divided up, yep. presumably yep. they move on to the custody phase of the trial. Describe what happens there. Well, it was... Unless I missed some other great <laughs> plot elements here that we need to get in. Um, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense in, in timeline order, but the, right. Samantha and Gianna Rucky went missing on April 19th, 2013. That was prior to the custody trial. Okay. Their custody had still not been established at that time. Uh, that's right. Okay. And I remember this. I remember seeing that on the news that morning, that the, the, the girls had been kidnapped and then they were gone on the wind and there was a very... Mis- very mysterious case, at least uh, viewed from the outside. And and I lost track of the case after that. I remember watching this case on the news uh, back in 2011, 2012, and then, okay, no one knows what happened. 
rancorous divorce. Everyone involved seems to have disappeared except for the father. As a divorced father of Mm -hmm. two and a longtime single parent, it kind of tugged at my heartstrings just a tad, but then on it went and and life went on from there. And then I started getting here in my capacity as a blogger and talk show host, uh, all sorts of solicitations from journalists, and I'm making the scare quotes in the air here, journalists, lawyers, uh, people who were had some peripheral involvement uh, in this case, saying that I should really pay attention to the gross injustice that uh, Senator Gazzini Rocky uh, was suffering in this case, and I'm th- going to suspect that 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 you uh, that's a question I've always had. Now, l- the girls disappeared. We'll come back to that in just a moment here, but sometime while the girls are off on the wind, and Ms. Gazzini Rocky as well apparently had, had mm-hmm. gone underground, this large public relations machine came out of nowhere and started advocating in the media for Ms. Grazzini Rocky. Where did that come from and why? And for the love of God, will they never go away? Let's start with the first question. Where did they come from? They came from a a lot of different places, I think, but largely from a group um, in Carver County that was against family courts. Um, Carver County Corruption was a website okay. that um, covered the Grizzini Rocky case, even though it was in Dakota County, because they believed it had some similarities to another one that they were covering. Okay, and and, and by the way, they said they were talking about the corruption of the courts, even though and, and and Mr. Rocky had not been granted custody at this point. Correct. In fact, was this granted in absentia, or uh, how did how did that finally uh, come to pass? He was granted custody of all five of his children wow. in November of 2013, while, while two were missing. While two were missing. I, I, I think I remember that part there. And I just, I mean, I mean references to the corruption of the, of the courts uh, when a father carries off something that, at least in my time, was almost impossible, actually winning custody of the kids in a contested case, would tend to make me think someone is talking out their hat. Uh, if you will, uh, I, I mean, I, wh- on what was there any basis? And what was what? Not even basis. What was the theme to these complaints about the so-called corruptions of the courts? Oh, there, there were so many. They, they said the judges were being bribed. They said the guardians, you know, were corrupt. Were being bribed as well. All kinds of things. And what's funny is that there was corruption, but it was the corruption that they were causing. Right. Let's come back to that. We have to take a break. We're talking with Allison Mann and Michael Broadcorb, author of The Girls Are Gone, uh, a story that I am dying to take to the beach and get to reading here as soon as we get off the air. Let's take a break. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. 651. Well, you do the the phone number. 94488. That's 651-289-4488 with your calling button. You still got it, Mike. We'll be right back. We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. my mommy's tummy kick. Wow, what was in there? My new little brother or sister. I think he's going to be a soccer player. Bet he's already practicing in mom's tummy. (laughs) (laughs) Mom says a baby has a heartbeat at 18 days. Hi, my name is Angie. I work with Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or information or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 3667773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Prolife Across America is totally educational, non-political, and tax deductible. A baby is a baby is a baby. Pro-life across America, the people. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. 
We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. And just for being a loyal Patriot listener, I'll waive your first initial cleaning fee. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. What do you hear? Most people just hear an engine. We hear a 6.2-liter Hemi V8 with a supercharger that accelerates so fast, it'll suck the air out of your lungs and knock you back in your seat like you're an astronaut in a rocket ship hurtling through the stratosphere. But then again, we're not most people. We're the Brotherhood of Muscle. Dodge. Domestic. Not domesticated. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. AM 1280, The Patriot, 651-289-4488, the number to call if you have questions for Allison Mann and Michael Broadcorb, co-authors of The Girls Are Gone, the true story of two sisters who vanished, a dad who never stopped walking, and the adults who conspired to hear the uh, keep the truth hidden, available in bookstores all over the place. We'll talk more about how to get the book in a moment. So... Where we left, uh, Sandra, uh, the, the Grazini Rucky uh, girls, and I'm, I'm bl- blanking on their names right now. Samantha, Samantha and Gianna. Gianna, that's right, that's right. They disappeared one night that's and uh, one morning, and uh, they were gone off on the wind for quite some time. In the meantime, the legal proceedings just kept right on rolling. Let's talk about the legal proceedings that happened while the girls were missing. Let's talk about what happened and who was behind it. Sure. Well, first of all, Right after they went missing, Lisa Elliott filed a um, a motion for that's your boss contempt, correct? Right. Um, so David Rocky's attorney, Lisa Elliott, right. And what her motion was based on was that we believed Sandra had the girls or knew where the girls were. How did you? Why did you believe that? What was the evidence that there was uh, shenanigans afoot? Well, simultaneous to all of the district court filings, Sandra and her attorney Michelle McDonald were filing lawsuits in federal court and they were making appeals at the Supreme Court and Court of Appeals. So there were some statements that had been written and signed allegedly by the girls. And these came to us and they were in the same envelope package with the same documents as an affidavit signed by Sandra. So we believe <laughs> they were together. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. You don't need to be Sherlock Holmes to figure that right, one out. Correct. <laughs> Um, and so this motion hearing took place in June of 2013. So just, you know, weeks after the girls had disappeared. And at that time, Sandra sat in court under oath and said she did not know where her children were. Oh boy. Um, which got us nowhere, obviously. And we started getting ready for the custody trial. And during that time, there was a lot of blogging and other activism going on on Sandra's behalf. And Every uh, those sites were saying that David Rocky was abusive uh-huh. um, and making accusa- accusations against Judge Knutson and others. Um, really hurtful stuff, really harmful stuff. Right. And a lot of threats, intimidation. There were protests at court hearings. Uh, we were in pretrials and other things, getting ready for custody. And it was it was monstrous. It was continual. And, and I know there's no way to find out exactly who was behind it. Obviously, the Carver County uh, blog was, was was part of it. But the the you mentioned the the legal team that Sandra Gazzini Rucky had. Uh, you, you went through the names, of course. The, the the big name that should be familiar to everyone on this broadcast is Michelle McDonald. Correct. Let's talk about her involvement in this case. How did she get involved? Uh, what what has been what has she been doing for all these years on this case? Sure, it was. Um, retired, or excuse me, suspended and since deceased attorney Dale Nathan in the Twin Cities, who was helping Sandra, who introduced Sandra to Michelle McDonald at one of Michelle's family innocence events. Um, and that was, that's an organization that Michelle has started to quote, keep families out of court. 
Okay. So she came on and offered to, I I think, offered to, or, or Sandra approached her to represent her. Okay. And she came in to do this constitutional challenge to present a challenge on the family court statutes in Minnesota. In other words, to challenge the existence and legitimacy of the court system itself? The the laws the f- and rules. Laws and rules relating yeah. to family court system itself. Yep. And what happened then? I mean, I mean, my ga- my what I've gathered about this is that and I don't know if they they meet the legal definition of frivolous challenges, but there's been years and years of deflection coming from Grazini Rucky's uh, uh, Senator Grazini Rucky's legal team on this case. Is that a fair description? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so 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 oh, sorry, let's keep going here. So we've got a challenge to the legitimacy of, of the rules of family court. Correct. What else uh, got thrown into the mix here? Well, it, it was so convoluted and confusing. Michelle came in. <laughs> you and, got that right. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she associates herself as counsel of record for Sandra, but only on a constitutional challenge. So Sandra okay. and Michelle were effectively working as co-counsel, okay. which you know, presented its own set of problems. Oh, yeah. Um, so they're both, you know, representing Sandra and sitting at counsel's table and working together. Then we also have some interference, I would call it, from DDF of old, who was working as an advocate for Sandra. And then D- describe this interference because the name Dita Eva Vold pops up a lot in this case. Thanks to Michael does. and his reporting over the years on this case. Dita Eva, uh, Eva Vold, more about her, please. Correct. Um, Dita Eva Vold is from St. Cloud, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I could not tell you how, but somehow became involved in um, this family court corruption group. I don't have a better way to describe these people. Right. Um, seemingly with no dog in the fight. She just advocates she would believe for people who are involved in contentious uh family court cases huh just a a freelance advocate without a law license you got it i I would think of it the very same way as there's people that advocate inside the republican party people that choose to be activists right these activism wasn't a political party it was fighting uh the courts in, in her perceived to be court corruption and I get that as a guy who was in the family court system and with fewer complaints about it than many, just personally, I totally get that. I know that there are people out there who just feel the need to advocate, to be active, to because they're emotionally involved in the issue for whatever I, reason. I get that. Okay, so what was her, I mean, we don't know why she got involved. She appeared mysteriously out of nowhere and start doing the voodoo she do. What did she wind up? What, what was her effect on the case? Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) Maybe all I need to hear. Yeah. Michelle and Sandra, or excuse me, Michelle and Didi worked together, not only seemingly on this case, but also in Michelle's campaign for Supreme Court. Didi Evavold was her campaign manager and chair. Correct. Um, And so they were pretty tight. Yeah. Didi Evavold was present in court on that fateful day when Michelle was arrested during the custody trial. Wait, back up. Michelle McDonald was arrested during the... What, what, what's up with this? She now? was. So, <laughs> I guess I'd forgotten about this part. Um, it was a two-day custody trial in um, September of 2013 in Dakota County. Okay. Michelle McDonald presented her case on the first day. And on the second day of trial, Michelle started the day by taking pictures in the courtroom, which oh. is... It's her claim to fame, for starters. I mean, she's walking around with that stupid camera in front of her face all the time. You got that right. Right. Um, So she did that in the courtroom, and you cannot take pictures in the courtroom. No. Um, There's signs all over the place in Dakota County. You can't do it. Michelle's a lawyer. She's an officer of the court. She knew that. Yeah. Um, And so the deputies in the court were going to issue her a tab charge, a ticket for contempt of court. And Michelle didn't want to cooperate with that process, which eventually led to her being... Put into a wheelchair. Um, she refused to walk back from um, kind of the back hallways of the courthouse where she was speaking with the deputies about this ticket. Uh, she wouldn't walk. So they had to put her in a wheelchair. <sighs> and so she was wheeled into court, wheeled back to counsel's table and finished the trial, the second day of the custody trial in a wheelchair. And at the end of the... <laughs> I feel bad laughing about it. Well, because, I think it's yeah. also important to note that Michelle McDonald's placement in that wheelchair was voluntary. She was engaging in acts of civil disobedience. Right. All throughout this, there were opportunities for her to answer questions, to resolve this this, this tab uh, charge, right. this ticket charge. She refused to. And she just basically went limp and refused to cooperate physically with the deputies. It, briefly, any idea why? I mean, it just seems like the most... I mean. 
legally counterproductive strategy. I, I hate to call it a strategy, but I agree. Why? With you. Um, and and we kind of explore that in the book. It's a, oh, it's. Good. And I almost hate to give it away. It was that good. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, we could, yeah. Uh, you got to got to have the uh, the sales pitch in here. And by the way, we're <laughs> up to it's a perfect place to break right now. We're at the uh, coming up on a break here right now. I could do this for two hours here. We'll have to think about this anyway. Uh, by the way, where is the book available right now? It is available almost everywhere books are sold. Amazon okay. has it available. It's available for ebook on every platform. Okay. Um we're just about in Barnes and Noble very soon. They're ah, shipping that way now. Excellent. Um and Itasca Books is our local book distributor. Excellent. So we're talking with uh, Allison Mann and Michael Broadcorb, author of The Girls Are Gone, uh, the true story of the Grazini Rocky divorce and the Jerry Springer uh, episode that has sprung up from it over the past five years, well, seven years seven now, years. and five years since the trial. We'll come back to, I don't know if it's the happy ending, but at least uh, the beginning of a resolution on this case when we come back and get into Michael's involvement here as well in the Northern Alliance Radio Network. If you've got questions, comments, feedback, anything, give us a call, 651-289-4488, or go to our uh, Twitter feed, hashtag NarnShow. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. I need morehair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at I need morehair.com. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. the number to call, should you care to join us, and I hope you do. Talking with Michael Broadcorp, longtime friend of the broadcast, longtime 
participant in the broadcast going way back to 2006 to 2010. I remember. And Allison Mann, who, in the interest of full disclosure, uh, is one of the co-authors of The Girls Are Gone and was a paralegal for the legal team that was involved on, uh, on, on, on the plaintiff's side of this case here. So... Now, where last we left the story, Michelle McDonald had been arrested for contempt uh, and for contempt of a, of a Jerry Springer level nature. I mean, we're we're almost beyond Jerry Springer into to, to Montel Williams here. This is this is and on the other hand, being a highly trained attorney, uh, having been arrested, I'm almost certain that when she got to the jail cell after going blowing right past all of the normal less uh, incarceration focused remedies and and ways of dealing with a contempt charge she brought that keen legal training to work and basically de-escalated the situation and focused back on her client the way a good lawyer is supposed to do not so much color me shocked <laughs> what, what happened next well let me let me set it up just a little bit in okay. that the reason we know what happened that night uh-huh. is because of Michelle. Um, <laughs> this could have stayed private. This could have been something that happened inside that jail that no one ever heard about. But uh-huh. Michelle sued Dakota County and its deputies for what she considered um, poor treatment during uh. the night in that jail. Okay. She she could have easily ended this at any time by giving the deputies her full name and her date of birth and her address. Michelle uses a lot of different names, so that led to, co- to some confu- confusion. She has her married name, her, I think, uh, divorce name, different names that she uses. So She, they, she, she friended me on Facebook a while ago, and she sure. has more names than, than British royalty. She has a lot of names. Yes, she does. Um, so it, it, the deputies just needed her name. Because um, it was in all the court filings. I mean, what's the... Okay, I'm sorry. Yes. All that being said, all that being said, <laughs> yes. Michelle... Apparently made a decision to go stay in jail that night. Okay. Um, she did not want, first of all, did not want to have her booking photo taken. Okay. She did not participate in that. So um, there is a photo, a hotly contested photo of Michelle. It is a booking photo. And she looks um, like she's not being very cooperative. Huh. And you can see that in the picture. Okay. Um, moving forward, Michelle didn't answer any of the questions required to be booked into jail. When that happens, when someone comes into jail, um, sometimes they are non-responsive or unable to answer questions for whatever reason. Right. Um, to keep all the inmates safe, there is a negative pressure room. Okay. Um, you know, to, to prevent the spread of disease. Uh-huh. Michelle was placed in one of those rooms as a matter of protocol, and it has an air exchange, and apparently it was a little bit cold. Okay. Michelle was cold. Um, to resolve that, she... Crawled underneath her mattress to keep warm, um, which is against the rules. The deputies came and asked her to please come out from under her mattress. Uh And she did it again. So they came and removed the mattress from the cell. And evidently, Michelle was still cold. So she was looking for an alternative way to stay warm. And apparently, based on a deposition from one of the deputies, Michelle wrapped herself from head to toe in toilet paper. Huh. And as the deputy described it, she mummified herself. Huh. <laughs> okay. Twice. Oh, oh Okay. Um, so All right. the toilet paper was then removed from her cell as well. Oy. Okay. And it, it was a rough night for Michelle. Uh, no doubt. In Dakota County. Oh boy! And this is all in legal filings. Not, not okay. All right. Yeah. This is in a sworn deposition. Okay. All right. Oh. So enough of the low comedy for the moment here. This proceeded on. the The strategy apparently did not work. Uh, David Rocky won custody of of all five children, including the daughters who were missing. Correct. Oh, now, so we are heading towards a moment that happened. I don't know, nine hundred odd days after the original disappearance. Uh, anything else happened legally before we get to? Uh, the big denouement of the uh, of the search for the girls. Uh, n- no, not okay. not in the legal realm. Not legal. That brings us to Michael Broadcorp. Now, you started covering this story 
doing a lot of uh, stellar reporting on Thank this you. story years and years. How long have you been on this now? Uh, I started uh, on it in April of 2015. Wow. And you've been, and you, you started, I believe, now was this before the girls were found? It was before the girls were found. Wow. So the uh, girls are still missing. Yep. I got on this um, there. I was at the time I was doing some online re- reporting and, and work with the Star Tribune. Right. Mostly online, all online, excuse me. And right. the Star Tribune had written a story about around the, the two year anniversary, Brandon Stahl with the Star Tribune. Right. had written an extensive story uh, near the two-year anniversary of the disappearance of the girls. This was in April in 2015. And right. in that story, uh, I, it was noted that Michelle McDonald was the attorney for Sandra Grazini Rucky. And right. I had just spoken with Michelle McDonald prior to the printing of that story. Uh, she had decided to apply to be a Supreme Court justice, right? And uh, which was newsworthy. And so I then followed up with Michelle um, uh, regarding the interview that I conducted with her, and she then, we had a discussion about this case. Michelle made statements on the phone to me in April of 2015 that led me to believe she knew more about this case than what she was saying. Really? And so um, I started to ask more questions, and um, one of the things that was in the Brandon Stahl initial story was that law enforcement was not able to contact, were unable to locate Sandra Grazini Rucky, that she was missing at the time, uh, was not responding to requests for comment, and they had a difficult time speaking to her. In a matter of a day or so of speaking with Michelle, she was able to put me on the phone with Sandra Grazini Rucky. Um, and I spoke to Sandra once on the phone, and it was a it was a bizarre interview, a bizarre discussion that I had with both Sandra and Michelle. Um, I had a, but I was promised and told there was going to be a follow up because I had a bunch of follow up questions. Right. Uh, Sandra and Michelle basically spoke, you know, almost the entire time on the phone. Very limited amount of opportunity for follow up. Right. Never got the follow up questions and never spoke with Sandra again on so, the phone. Wow. Uh, so bizarre in what way? I mean, bizarre as in like was, no no time to get a word yet. Why we got that? Bizarre in, in a sense that um, they uh, the amount of time that they were just exacerbately talking. Um, also, there was little or no concern. That was largely expressed for the girls, which was in stark contrast to, I mean, look, Minnesota, unfortunately, we've had a very high profile child abduction case related to Jacob Wetterling. Right. Patty Wetterling has been out in the front. Mm-hmm. Minnesotans can close their eyes and think of, instantly think of what they think of Patty Wetterling, a woman who's distraught, has a picture on of uh, a, a button on of her son, Sp- left the porch light on, never yep. changed her home phone number, all the things she did to leave open the possibility that Jacob could contact. Here I was talking with Sandra Grazini Rucky and Michelle McDonald on the phone, and they were more concerned about a legal drama than they were two t- than Sandra's two kids that were missing. Holy and it, it immediately raised my suspicion. And then I proceeded to then write a roughly close to 20 additional stories in for the Star Tribune. Uh, some of which were helpful to law enforcement in locating the girls. So let's talk about uh, the, the the operation involved in locating the girls in the mo- in the moments we had before the the break, because that was uh, that was uh, an amazing moment to hear about. Uh, either of you want to take this? I mean, the the, the actual investigation that led to the discovery of the girls. Uh, we talk about this. Yeah, Michael, it, go ahead. this was led the the search for the girls was led by the Lakeville Police Department. And okay. it was a it was a execution of a series of search warrants. It was actually a search warrant executed at Dale Nathan's house in Egan here. Okay. Um that led to information that uh determined that it was Dee Dee Evavold that had had information. So it was a search warrant at Dale Nathan's house who was an attorney that had been invi- a suspended attorney that had been advising Sandra. Okay. He, he had evidence on his computer. That led them to St. Cloud. They did, then they did a search warrant at the, at the home e- of Michelle McDonald's campaign chair and manager. <laughs> and in the, in the search of that house, they found information on both Dee Dee phone and other paperwork that led them to where the girls were. Law enforcement then found them at a ranch up in Herman, Minnesota on November, 19, November 18th, 2015. Wow. And that was an amazing story. And they had been there for almost, 942 days. For almost three years. Yep. And and any word on, on like how they were the conditions they were kept in not not so much physical conditions I mean you know, it's a ranch how bad could it be but the emotional manipulation that went into this detention for almost three years yeah I mean Doug and Gina Dolan who had the girls would tell you that they homeschooled them they did not oh really um so just think about that they weren't going to school that alone you know, is incredibly problematic. They had no contact with other kids. Um, They were very isolated. So like you say, emotionally, that's really tough. Um, They they kind of acted as um, free farm hands. They were doing chores. They were getting up in the morning and they had their morning chores. They were, you know, and then cooking breakfast and providing, you know, meals for the Dolans. And they were going out working in the fields. They were not going to school. 
Now, we have been focusing so far in this interview, for, for good reason, on the behavior of the adults. And when we come back from a break in a few minutes here, I want to talk about the behavior of the adults. But let's talk about the girls for a moment here, because I don't think they get enough shrift from anyone in this case. And maybe there's a reason that they're being kept low profile. But on the other hand, this is the first I'd heard. I mean, I kind of assumed that they were basically being kept uh, under wraps out on mm. the ranch. And uh, I mean, and obviously they had made statements about their father that had, were allegedly may have been coerced or, or or fed to them by parties involved in the case uh, during the before the, the kidnapping. Yeah. What has been the effect on the on the Grazzini Rocky girls uh, since all of this happened? The girls are doing fantastic. They are. Um, they are strong. They're great kids, and they. Um, in, we interviewed the girls. You can read about that. Yeah. Um, pretty profound stuff. But really? they are doing so well. They're healing. They are, you know, continuing to just thrive. They're really doing good. Oh, that's excellent. That is so great to hear. And I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to read this book and I urge you all to do it as well here. Uh, uh, the girls are gone. Uh, one more segment to come up, by the way. The girls are gone. The true story of uh, two sisters who vanished, the father who eventually wound up helping find them and are searching, kept on looking, and the adults who conspired to keep the truth hidden by Michael Broadcorb and Allison Mann. Uh, available on Amazon and bookstores soon all over the place. So stick around for that. Let's take one more break. We'll come back with, I think, think one of the bigger takeaways from this whole story, and that is why, why it turned into a Montel Williams episode right in front of all of us. Let's take a break. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-607-3551. That's 800-607-3551. 800-607-3551 or go to selectquote.com since 1985 we shop you save get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials or price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states hi this is lee with the kingdom builders does what we do matter you know in the big scheme of things how important is a roof or gutters and, and maybe those things aren't real important in the eternal scope of things but they are important in us establishing relationships with other people, and they're also important in being able to reach out, being able to meet people, being able to expand the kingdom or, or edify or build each other up. So maybe our work is more of a vehicle to establish relationships than it is just a business. Some of the services we offer are shingle roofing, residential roofing. We also do commercial and residential flat roofs rubber and TPO flat roofs, small or large. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate, you can always contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. 
Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-448-H. The number to call if you have questions or comments for Michael Broadcorp or Allison Mann, author of The Girls Are Gone, the saga of the Grazzini Rocky divorce, kidnapping, and soap opera. You can also join us on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Operators are standing by at both uh, places. If you disagree with me, you get on the line first every time. No exceptions. So uh, by all means, write in. Drop us a line here. So uh, we've we've gotten up to the point where the girls uh, were reunited with their father. Mm-hmm. Briefly, how did the reunion go? I can imagine Mr. Rocky had to have been overwhelmed. It was incredibly overwhelming wow. for David. Yes. I just got to say, for the record, speaking only for myself and not for any of the parties in the case, I have to just personally... There is no circle in hell hot enough for people to interfere with other parents' access to their children, whether they are the parties to the case or enablers and abettors. There is no circle in hell hot enough, and I say that with full theological meaning intended. So, uh, to lighten (laughs) – no, it's not lighten it up actually at all here. Uh, We we were talking during the break, Michael, Allison, about how this case – intersects with politics here in Minnesota in a lot of sleazy, slimy ways, and quite frankly, the way in which a number of adults who, by training, if not by basic intrinsic morality, should know better, exploited this case, for lack of a better term. I mean, Michael, the, the, the a lot of people seem to have spent a lot of time piggybacking on this case for a lot of reasons. Any insights into who, why and what they were trying to get out of it? A fanaticism is the one of the words I've described it. I mean, okay. let's, let's start with Doug and Gina Dolan. Gina Dolan had these kids on her ranch. Uh, she was a mandated reporter. She worked for a school district wow. during the time these kids were on the ranch. And oh, wow. She, she knew and was was obligated under the law to report. If she, if she accepted the premise that the kids were on the ranch because of you, she had an obligation under the law to report it, and she didn't. Wow. And she, and she hid these kids and lied about it. People I, like Michelle McDonald. Right. Um, Michelle McDonald is... Uh, Attempting very hard to be on the Minnesota Supreme Court. Yeah, uh, she's ran three times. Eight hundred twenty-five thousand Minnesotans voted for her. This is someone who, uh, whose client, uh, Sandra Grazzini Rocky, was convicted of six felonies for her role in the disappearance of her daughters. Right. Michelle's campaign manager in two thousand fourteen was also convicted of six felonies. It, it defies logic that Michelle didn't know more than what she's what she's claimed she know knew about the disappearance of these kids, and she remains an attorney on serving a probationary status because of Michelle did lose her law license for 60 days earlier this year related in part to a represented representation of Sandra. Okay. And she can only serve now as an attorney in a, in a, in a supervised role. Had Michelle been elected on Tuesday to the Minnesota Supreme court in order for her to serve on the Supreme court and keep her license, there would have had to have been another attorney not elected that supervised her. And, you know, that didn't get covered in this right. as the level which it should. But Michelle McDonald is an incredibly, in terms of her role in this, someone should, people should be very concerned about. Right. Uh, the, the mentality of many of the people involved in this, that they want this to happen again and continue. That's what's so dangerous about people like Sandra Grazzini Rocky, Dady Evavold, and Michelle McDonald in particular, is, is, their, is their kind of, the way they talk about this case continually, the way they promoted this case, and the way they refuse to accept, I think, any responsibility for what they did related to it. And all of it seems to me, and of course I'm not a qualified psychiatrist, but the whole, <laughs> the whole notion of, of, of clinical narcissism rears its head. Every time I, I hear uh, the, the likes of, of uh, Grazzini Rocky uh, mm-hmm. commenting on the case, especially on some of the podcasts that you've reported on, Michael. I mean, this idea that, that uh, everything, and, and McDonald's as well. I mean, the idea that everything that happens is someone else's fault, uh, that, uh, that, that everything that, uh, that uh, this continual slander of everyone who, who, who disagrees with them. And it's just, I, I mean, this is a diagnosable pathology on the part of everyone involved in this case, on, at least on, on the Grazzini Rocky side. Allison? I, I agree with you. Um, narcissism is a word that has come up for years in this case. Um, really? Sandra Grazzini Rucky has been ordered multiple times to complete psychological evaluations and she, she won't complete them. Um, she, she maintains that being a flight attendant, she's had to have them and that there should be no more. Uh-huh. Um, I would, I would suggest that, that there has been some change in her mental health, you know, since 
her time working as a flight attendant. If she's not a flight attendant on a B-52 with nuclear weapons on it, I think it's probably time uh, to, to suggest those evaluations weren't thorough enough. I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> um, and if you read the Supreme Court opinion about Michelle regarding her license, um, Justice McKeague wrote a, a pretty stern dissent suggesting that Michelle McDonald needed to have one. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, any idea... I mean, I see these things, and, and these people have all taken them down a, themselves down a path towards self-destruction. I mean, Sandra Grazini Rucky doesn't have her kids and presumably doesn't have any kind of fortune of any kind. Uh, Michelle McDonald has pretty much destroyed her career. I mean, she got a bunch of votes for Supreme Court, but then everyone who's a challenger for Supreme Court gets 36% of the vote every single time. Uh, I mean, in fact, I love hearing these chuckleheads on, in her camp say, hey, she got 46% of the vote in, in 2014. Yeah, John Hancock, who ran again in the same election against Mimi Wright, got 42% of the vote. John who? Exactly. For being the opponent, you're guaranteed a minimum of 36% in these races. 46% is meaningless plus an endorsement that's it anyway no and, and i think the long-term concern yes. one of the things that we want to have that comes out of this book is a thoughtful discussion on this case explaining the fa- explaining explaining the facts but also the reality of that there are people so out there in minnesota who are actively trying to who think that this case was handled the wrong way and, and want more people to be able to involve in this i mean the crowd that that, that michelle mcdonald traffics in the, the the possibility of her being on the supreme court um, should scare Minnesotans beyond. That's where the real damage could be. Is is having someone who was was involved so closely with Sandra and Didi, two people that were uh, now six time convicted felons for their roles in the disappearance of Kid, in any type of leadership position, should could, should scare Minnesotans. Here's just it should, on so many levels. I mean, the idea that she has could potentially have any legal clout whatsoever, and that there are people like that who are at the head of these networks of people who are apparently perfectly willing to collaborate in the completely illegal. Uh, pilfering of one's children if, if you're not getting the way that the results you want out of a divorce or any other legal case. That should scare the bejeebers out of everyone. By the way, really briefly, Allison, man, mm-hmm. Senator Grazini Rocky has been carrying this case on for years. How on earth does she afford this? We got about 40 seconds. I know it's got to be more complicated than that, but where does the money come from? Well, the Grazini family is a very wealthy family, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, that's the root of a lot of these problems was money and trust funds and things that Sandra had access uh. to that she was trying to hide. It's out there somewhere. Oh, <laughs> we we do. Uh, we are up to the end of the hour, and uh, trust me, I'll be racing this thing home, pouring an old fashioned tonight, and digging into this uh, with both uh, both hands. Uh, Allison, man, pleasure to meet you. Thanks for coming on the broadcast Thank today. You, thanks so much. And uh, Michael Broadcorb, of course, great to have you back down here in the bunker. It's great to be back in the bunker. And for listeners uh, that want to maybe buy the book or learn more, they can go to missinginminnesota.com. Again, right. missinginminnesota.com for uh, it's the online companion to the book, okay. and we have books available on sale there. Absolutely. By the way, you got some book signings coming up here? Yes, we have a book signing today. We're at uh, Eat My Words tonight in Minneapolis from 7 to 8. We're doing a, a reading and book signing. We are, and then November 30th at Bone Shaker Bookstore in Excellent. Minneapolis as well. Excellent. I'll post a link to the website at shotinthedark.info when I get a moment here after the show. Thank so you. Excellent. Pleasure to meet you both. Pleasure to have you back here. Great to be back. And uh, by all means, read the book, check out the website. It's, this story is almost too interesting to be fiction here, folks. Uh, so by all means, check this out. When we come back, a look back at the election, and I am going to light off on some people in my own party. Oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. I'm going to tick off everyone today. You watch. Go nowhere. I'll be right back. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers 
build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's WOW11 to 88988. Have you ever applied for a home loan online, but actually ended up getting telemarketed to death by strange lenders from all over the country? Have you ever called the bank in hope of a good deal, but ended up being treated like a number? That's not how we operate. Hi, my name is Joe Metzler. I'm a senior loan officer with award-winning, locally-based Mortgages Unlimited. Here, I will do a full and proper review of your situation, then provide you with a smooth and stress-free process, and of course, get you an amazing interest rate that you can brag about. And don't worry, we will never sell your personal information to anyone. Reach out to me today to be treated like a person, not a number, at 651-552-3681 or online at imortgagejoe.com, imortgagejoe.com. That's imortgagejoe.com. Apply today, have an answer tomorrow. Mortgages Unlimited is an equal housing lender, not an offer to enter into an interest rate lock agreement. NMLS number 274132. Pro-life across America, the Billboard people. My dad says I'm his pride and joy. My mommy says I was her big surprise. My mom says I'm her best helper. I'm adopted. My dad says I was a gift. That's right, kids. Each of you are a miracle and a blessing from God. Hello, my name is Angie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant and in need of confidential counseling, including alternatives to abortion or post-abortion assistance, please call Pro-Life Across America at 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at Pro-Life Across America.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Please help support our life-saving outreach. A baby child is being 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K2. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.